On this episode of the Telerotor. Oh, Cliff, did you play the wrong show? That was cool. I'm pretty stupid, period. <laughs> Welcome to the Heaviest Show. This is episode number 63 with Mr. Kerry Brooks, aka Duffman. I am your host, Gucci, and with me I have Mr. Cool Hands. What up? And also we have, all the way down from the land of Virginia, Mr. Blackjack Shellac, Cliff Lewis. Hey! And like I mentioned, we have a special guest tonight, which is Mr. Kerry Brooks, a.k.a. Duffman. Greetings from north of the wall, everyone. Oh, man, you're closer to Canada than I am. Yeah, I'm right here. About 35 minutes I can be in Canada. Oosh. Hard pass. No, thank you. That's cool, though. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you staying warm, Kerry? You trying to yeah, trying to. Yeah, it's nice and warm here in my uh, in my office, sitting in front of the simulator. I got a fire going. It's nice and warm. Cool. Cold, cold outside. It's like seventeen degrees out. No, it's eleven outside. I'm looking at my phone right now. What about you, Cliff? Are you staying warm? Staying warm right now, but dude, it's been cold since beginning of January here. It's been crazy. Mm-mm-mm. You did some shoveling, mm. some snow. I'm. I'm moving to Florida. <laughs> Make room Come on now. down, buddy. Come on Make down, room. buddy. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> combo deal, Cliff. I'm ready to go, too. Let's go. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you, Kyle. I'm not even going to ask you if you stay warm, because we know you're too just too cool for school. Yeah, you know, I've been working on just staying cool, man. Uh, it's tough. It's brutal out there. Uh, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. What a dick. <laughs> Well, as always, we would like to thank each and one, every one of you listeners uh, that actually take the time and download, stream our episodes. Thank you. All right. Should we get the show on the road? Talk some weeks. Shall we? Okay. Well, I'll go last. It's kind of weird. This is really kind of weird for me right now. But It's crazy. Yeah. Kyle, do you want to go first or should we put Cliff on the spot? Let's put Cliff on the spot. Make him go first. Cliff on the spot, huh? All right. Yeah, so uh, New Year's Day was great. I was outside in a short sleeve T-shirt. I mean, perfect weather. And then ever since January the 2nd, we've had nothing but crazy cold weather and snow. Uh, I'm here in Virginia. We got dumped on. We got a foot of snow, and uh, we're still trying to pull ourselves out from that we got more snow last week we got a little bit of snow today done with the snow i'm just legitimately done with the snow uh, i feel you man. um <laughs> and i have a pretty big confession to make oh boy i have switched to the other radio system mm. jr <laughs> not that other a different other oh Do it starts so. with a v Mm. Oh yeah. So, oh, what, baby. so what do you think? What do you think so far? Um, 
All right, so I'm pretty stupid, period. I mean, that's 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 how I got into this whole podcast thing, is just being the most stupid one out here. So uh, I had, uh, you know, I I'm, was I'm used to the Futaba stuff. I was used to how to set everything up. And I have to say, I did have to get a little bit of help initially. Um, ben Connor helped me tremendously. Scott Graham helped me tremendously. Um, just kind of getting everything set up. Through the computer, in the transmitter, with the Neos, that kind of thing. Um, kind of once I finally got all that going in the right direction, it wasn't too bad at all. But I, ha I do have to say it was a little bit more of a, a setup thing than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Anyhow, I haven't gotten to fly anything uh, since I got the transmitters. I've hovered everything out here in the front yard, okay. but I haven't gotten to fly anything because it's it's just been... It's just been such crap weather. So the, the mm. good news is it flies. The bad news It does fly. It 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 doesn't crash right away. <laughs> I call that a wind cliff. I don't know, you know, but maybe I'm used to a lot of pain. One pieces. Yeah. Uh, it was the same thing for me and when uh, I went with Futaba on my uh, Genesis, you know? Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's it's a, it's work, but then you see it hovering, you're like, okay, it's it flies, you know. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited with all the telemetry stuff that's supposed to, you know, that's going to come with it. Um, just the hobby wing, Scorpion, just everything talks to it so much easier than it does with Futaba. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just plug and play. Uh, it's pretty much it. That's that's pretty much it. I'm I'm real excited about all that. Yeah. Other than that, I just got one other thing. I had a birthday. I got older, and man, I can feel it. Er, day when I wake up, it hurts Ooh. even more. You're 27, baby. 27. Yeah, with uh, yeah, 40 years experience. <laughs> Oof. There you go. Uh, well, happy birthday. I think I've already told thank you, you thank that. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, you... I didn't get the gift yet, though. What gift? Is it still coming? It's coming. I don't know. I'll get... you... I'll, oh, I'll it's give coming. You a hug. Okay. Don't worry about it. Just a hug. That's all you <laughs> get from me. Uh, that's awesome. Mm -mm -mm. So you did some stuff. I mean, you, to be honest, and we'll go through my week, but you did more than I did, hobby related. So that's awesome. Mm, let's move it on, Kyle. What did you do? My turn. Well, I flew, which is monumental. Um, that's kind of big. I've covered it before, mm -hmm. even though this is my living. I, I kind of eat, drink, breathe this stuff. So I really don't actually end up having a whole lot of time for, to fly, either for fun or testing, as odd as that is. But I actually flew. Um, last weekend, I went out and flew with Manny and the boys and did some flying with the RAW 580. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep, did some playing around with that. Um, I just put it on 6S today. Put it on a 6S setup, so a video is going to be coming with that very soon. Okay. It's, it's kind of cool. I think... For myself, 12S is probably still the way to go, just to absolutely lean on it as hard as I want and not worry about bogging. But 6S is cool. I mean, it feels a little bit lighter, a little bit poppier in the air. Uh, it's simple. It's just one pack in and out. Everyone's got a 6S 5000 buried somewhere, so everyone's got a battery for it. So, yeah. I don't know. It's cool. Just something different. Simple setup. Right? You have to change the pinion. Change the pinion and the motor. Uh, it's okay. got to be uh, 1120 kV versus 560 I normally, with 600 millimeter blades on 12S with a 560 kV motor, I was running a 21 tooth pulley. And now, right now, 
1120 kV motor, I have a 24 tooth pulley on there and it's spinning a lot higher RPM and it's kind of overgeared, but it's a lot of fun. So <laughs> it's fine. Best, yeah. best two and then, of uh, your life, huh? <laughs> well, I'm not going to go there, but <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And do, uh, those, do those kits, are they shipping with 570 S line blades or 600 S line blades? They are shipping with the 580 S lines. Yep, they're 580 millimeters. 580s instead of 570s. Yep, they are 580s. And those blades will be in stock here. I'm guessing probably mid February, somewhere in there. If you guys have a 580 or something, I want to try them probably mid February. Very excited to try those. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're great blades. Absolutely great. I I like them for what they are. I think for the size they are, they're they're they nailed it. But I personally just prefer a longer blade overall, which is why I have 600s on there. But for what they are, I mean, they're 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 solid, man. They're a huge step up from the old SAP blades. And you're you're using the switches, right? 600s. Yeah, yep. They're actually Kevin's blades. <laughs> it's a set of switch 603. I think they're XFs. Yeah, yeah, they're XFs. Yeah, they're they're Kevin's that I have on consignment right now. <laughs> just don't be a bad friend yeah. like others. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to break them. But yeah, messed around with that. Uh, Mike Lawrence was in town working uh, his actual real job, so he came out to the field and hung out with us. That's awesome. So cool. yeah, good to see Mike. You guys did and some then... flying, didn't you? That's the flying that you you did more or less. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of flying in. Awesome. Whenever Manny's around, he always gets a lot of flights in, and he pushes everyone else to fly as well. He was. Passing the transmitter to Mike and, you know, just having a, a good old winter, summer day. Oh, Manny is a flying machine, man. He will pump out some flights. He cranks them out, man. My brain just turns to mush and he's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? <laughs> let's fly. Come on. Let's keep going. And I'm like, yeah, I, I see two of them now. Let's, let's back off a little bit. <laughs> but uh, other than that, the last thing that's very exciting for me is I got a new workbench for the heli room. Mm-hmm. But you got a special mm-hmm. workbench, didn't you? Uh, you bet your ass okay. I did. It's got buttons on it, and it goes up and down. I can raise yeah. it up and and stand at it and work, or I can lower it down and sit at it. Awesome. Nice, damn. Yeah. He's trying yeah. to get on the Nick Maxwell level. That's what he's doing. He's like, no more sitting down. This is going to be standing. We're going to make this yeah. happen. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you think I afforded it? I sold the couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got, you, you did get it on so. a discount, right? I think you were saying. Oh yeah. Awesome. I mean, I put it on a credit card. It just won't get paid off. So. <laughs> Best discount ever. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You know, you can came, claim bankruptcy on all that, and they'll just write that off, and you can start all over again. You know that, right? Is that how that works? It's like a it, life reset it, button, right? Kind of like that. Yeah. The yeah. long-term life reset button. Mm-hmm. They just take the house, they take the truck, and everything else. But it is a reset <laughs> to some extent. Yeah, Ooh, it's like living in a van down by the river if you could find a van or afford it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's awesome, man. So you did some stuff. I like it. Anything else? Yeah. Um, the question that I keep getting is the raw 580 kits are on the way. Okay. They will be here soon. Um. Literally on the way. They're on the plane from uh, Vietnam over to the U.S. They just have to make probably about 29 stops in between and stay at each one for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. But, yeah, they'll be here soon. As soon as they land, I will personally get them 
um, swapped around, put in boxes, and had not. What you're saying is they left the factory. They left the factory officially. I just checked the track. They're in okay, motion. Awesome. I'm excited. I think yeah. I got the... Yeah. I am, too. I'm looking so forward to that, mm-hmm. that helicopter. I think a lot of people are. Who, who, who's got one coming in here? Who, who ordered I one? Did. Kyle's already got his, but Gucci, you got, your, you got one yep. coming? Cliff, did you order one? Absolutely. Oh, nice, man. I'm jealous. I, got, I have... I have uh, I've got quite a few 580 Krakens, so I wasn't ready to step into the raw territory. Although I love my 700 size raw so much, I was, I was tempted. I've just got so many parts for Kraken. I'm like the Kraken 580 guy, man. I got, I swear, I got so many parts. Probably more than BK has in stock. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I, I guarantee it. I looked at stock today. You got to speed for sure. <laughs> You know, Gary, if you want to run 580, man, I got that card on file. You know, you just give me a wink, son, and yep. she gone. Yeah, well, I'm we'll sure see. you'll find somebody eventually that, that really wants a Kraken really badly. It's got, I've got a lot of them. Not, not a lot of them. I've got, I've got three Kraken 580s um, in operation right now, and I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I actually bought a third Nitro. I, the Nitro is like my machine man 580 nitro i it's it's like the helicopter that i fell in love with learning to fly so i've learned so many new maneuvers flying that helicopter that it's it's definitely my favorite helicopter to fly but uh i'm locked in the krakens that's for sure what you're telling the rods what you're telling us when the raw nitro 580 comes out you're sold you're in it's possible <laughs> if it comes out i think I, I think a lot of people I've, it's going to come out i think a lot of people are are, are demanding that yeah. the the few of us nitro lovers left you know Mm-mm-mm. man let's see <sighs> so i think that's it anything else kyle are you good no, that that's it. That's it. Carrie, why don't you uh why don't you tell us about your week? Um my week or last week, so I'll go back a couple of weeks because it's been a couple of weeks since uh the last Heli ep- Heliheads episode. Um I kind of have a uh a little bit of a, a nice uh perk of of what I do for a living is kind of like adjusting my workload not only on a weekly basis but i'm also able to kind of adjust my workload almost on a yearly basis and up here in michigan uh this is by far the shittiest time of year january and february so i kind of put a few things off that maybe shouldn't have been put off throughout the nicer weather and like December, January, February, I'm just crushed at work because that's when I want to work. I'm working like 65 hours a week, almost 70 hours a week by choice, just because when it's a nice day in April, I want to be able to sneak out early if I can. You know what I mean? So I've been just working like crazy and we've had, uh, we've had, uh, a few things going on at work. Uh, if, if, for those that don't know, I run uh, a brewery up here in Michigan called Brooks Brewing. I got two locations. One of them, uh, 
just north of Detroit and Ferndale, and one of them uh, about 40 miles north of Detroit and Shelby Township, and that's the main production facility. It's been open for for seven years, but um, we've been up and down a lot uh, in the last two years, of course, because of the whole COVID thing, and then uh, the original location is in a strip mall, and the hair salon on the end of the strip mall about five months ago caught on fire i think it was uh a curling iron or something or i don't know somebody dropped a blow dryer into a sink i'm not sure but it caused <laughs> us a whole bunch of smoke damage mm, and um it's been yeah no physical damage but a bunch of smoke damage and really the companies that have have tried to restore it they've done a great job but uh the insurance company has been less than great to deal with so that's been uh awful over the last few months and we, so we just finally got the original location reopened about two weeks awesome. ago so we yeah we've been we've been crazy busy and coupled with um we just had a concert at the at the ferndale location um which is the only location that we can have live music at. We had um, a guy who's, who's local to Michigan, um, but he's, you know, known nationally, uh, awesome blues musician, guitar player. Um, I'm a guitar player. I don't know. If you guys, I, I know Kyle dabbles a little bit, but uh, I, think th I think that's kind of a, a thing in the hobby is that uh, guitars, cars, and helicopters is kind of a, a common denominator. Uh, a thing amongst us yeah denominator amongst us hella guys but anyhow uh this guy was kind of hurting for work you he, he was kind of hurting for uh places to play because some venues of his uh of his size are closed right now still trying to like figure things out in the aftermath of covid but um he uh we've been buddies for like 20 years and he's like you know what and I play your place. And I was like, just mind blown because this guy plays like, uh, I mean, he, he plays for four or 5,000 seats, like probably making, you know, 20 G's a gig. And here he's playing in my 70 seat brewery. It was unbelievable. He's playing, uh, he played last Saturday and he's playing again on the 29th. And, uh, it's just amazing to have such a huge act in such a small, like we're standing 10 feet from this guy playing, he sings and plays guitar and he's amazing. So that, that, that has taken a lot of time uh, recently and super, super awesome. But um, as far as work, that's what's been going on with me. And then uh, as far as helicopters, it's too damn cold outside to do anything related to helicopters. So I've been simulating probably an hour to two hours a day, and I started my black nitro Ooh, build. Nice. nice. Is that a brand new build, or yep. was it a used heli that you got? No, no I, I bought two of them used um, um, before the raw nitro mm -hmm. came out. So if, if I wouldn't have bought them, I probably would have a raw nitro right now, but uh, I got a good deal. I think I think a couple of people maybe knew the raw nitro was mm -hmm. coming out and sold them in anticipation, but I grabbed two of them. Um, 
And um, they were, one of them was like basically brand new when I got it. And the other one, uh, well put together, but I don't know who it came from. Uh, I kind of bought it like through somebody who got it from somebody else, but whoever was flying this thing was a, a pilot for sure, because this thing's got to have like 300 hours on it. Like, I mean, it's, it's fine. Like I, I'm, it's going to work for me. I'm going to fly it, but like, you can tell, you know, you can just tell, like, it's not beat up. It's not beat up. It's, it's fine. It's going to work. But you like when, when there's nitro oil, like, like, in places built up in places where you're like you, you know how long it takes to get there you know what i mean like, <laughs> like this thing's got this thing's got like hundreds and hundreds of flights on it i tore it down to you know tore it down to bare bones and rebuilt it and replaced the bearings and everything it'll be good but like whoever was flying it was was putting some time on it so that's nice to see i mean it's always nice to see somebody getting getting use yeah. you know really using them, putting, putting them to work. I put them to work myself, yeah. you know? So you, you do a complete tear down and kind of rebuild it, you know, because of that, you know, just to make sure that all the bearings, the usual stuff is nice and good. I do like a down to like every single fastener goes and gets soaked in uh, denatured alcohol and shake it. You know, like they've been, all of the fasteners have been sitting in denatured alcohol for like, probably a month now when i got it i tore it all down and uh i've been waiting for the weather to to really get crappy outside to start the build so yeah i clean i spray out every single you know the the bearing blocks and everything i clean all the threads out put new bearings in every single part gets looked over every every wear part gets replaced for me i just like it to be like and i'll wear it out you know i'll i'll, I'll damage it myself i just like to start from a a known good point for myself you know yeah man that's that's a monty level rebuild right there (laughs) i usually do like head tail and check some of the bearings make sure they're good (laughs) that's all yeah one of of them one of them i probably one of them i probably could do that It, it looks like it's and, and I, I tested a couple of the fasteners, you know, you just put a wrench on them and see that they, they do, they were tight and they have Loctite on them. So that's reassuring. So I, one of them, I probably could do that, but eh, it doesn't take much when you're flogging on it, you know, in front of a bunch of people and mm-hmm. one of the bolts comes out and goes into the tail rotor, into the rotor head. So it's just nice to know everything's fresh Not and locked down. It's also a nitro. You know what I mean? No. For sure, for sure, absolutely. Anything else? Vibration. I think that's it. That's all I've been doing in the last couple weeks. Wow. I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah, finally. (sighs) Well, let's see here. Uh, I've been kind of in the same slum that uh, all the Northerners have been in, which is no flying. And it's because it's cold. It's been freaking cold, snow. We got a foot and a half on Monday. So my care level to go out flying is slim to none. So what have I been doing? (laughs) I've been working on my basement project. So I've been finishing my basement. I'm pretty much all framed up. I got all the electrical new circuits pulled into the box. 
the breaker box and I'm about half done with the insulation. So the neat thing about it is that I am building the hobby room uh, part of about, I think it's going to be about a 12 by 12 room is going to be my hobby room and it's all decked out for hobby use. So I did uh, what any hobbyist, serious hobbyist would do is pull a 20 amp circuit just for charging needs. Mm -hmm. I set up some mm -hmm. uh, pot lights over the display wall that will have shelves for all the helis. I'm anticipating to be able to fit about 12 helis on that wall. So I'm, I got some work to do and getting some new helis. Thank God for the raw 580 coming out. Uh, well, yeah, you gotta get you gotta mm -hmm. sack up, son. Uh, let's see. Talking about the 580, uh, I did actually trade. I had a spare CGI 760, and I traded for a Neo to put on the 580. So really, I think the only thing I'm missing right now for the 580 build is the kit and some of those fancy uh, full size servo mounts for it. So, so close. I even got the battery. I ended up buying a 7S battery because I'm going to do a 7S setup. And I'm going to run it with the Xnova 6S motor KV-wise. So we should be able to have some, uh, nice. some fun with the RPM range on it. I might not even, I might not even Perfect. you know, mess with the pinion much. I'll let it run at 3,000 RPM. I don't know yet. It's fine, man. It's fine. It's so cold up there, that motor couldn't melt even if you wanted to. It's okay. I, I got a um, a YG 155-amp ESC for it, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm excited yeah, because funny. that will be the new build that I'm going to have coming up, and then I still... I'm still waiting for the Kraken S that I bought the three... Not that Kraken S, but the Kraken 3-blade um from scott so as soon as i get that i'll have technically two helis to put together so um but that's nice. about it uh let's see here 580 kraken so that's the thing is i don't have the only 580 kraken i have is the nitro and oh you already have yeah so i have the 580 nitro on the kraken line and i don't have a raw 700 so that's why I kind of said, well, I kind of need a 580 electric. And I figured I'll mix it up with the raw 580. Kind of my thought on it. Um, because I... You don't have a normal raw no, 700? I don't. You're missing out, man. Dude, you are missing out. Well, wow. So I'm kind of, you know, hot and heavy on the cracking line. I just, just love the, for me, just pops. You know, the full body setup for me is good. I, I do. Is it the I do, orange? I one? have an orange, and then I have the Kraken S, and then I'll have the three blade uh, Kraken, mm -hmm. which is like the yellow scheme. For me, that's just visually like, I don't know. It just it make it puts yeah. me in a comfortable zone that I can see it. I know what it's doing. Where the raw, there's times where like just my eyesight maybe can adjust to it. Because I flew Kevin's, but I mean Kevin's was. That Kraken looks so good in the air. It it really pops. I mean, and I'm old and can't see very good, and it really does pop good. The Kraken was very easy to look at, especially mm -hmm. in the air. But I will say this. I do love, I would 
love to fly a raw 700 with the new S-line blades. I think that's I think that's uh-huh. gonna be butter. You know, so oh yeah, it's yeah, Gucci, baby. So I, I think maybe you know, like one thought I had was get through this year with the, the stuff I have. You know, obviously there's probably gonna be more stuff released, and maybe next year I'll move away from the Kraken line unless they come up with something. You know, on the Kraken line that seems cool. Also. I don't know, like a speed machine or something. I don't know. So, so yeah. Somebody, somebody's going to let me fly a three-blade one of these days, and it's going to be all over for uh, them, probably. It's so... I'm sure it's so I flew a Havoc three-blade. I had one, right? And it was noticeably, to me, and it's not like I was doing anything crazy, but it seemed effortless to stop it. You put it into yeah. a hurricane, so I, I I have a pretty good idea what it's gonna feel like. I just, I mean, I bought the one Kraken uh, uh, three blade on a whim, um, fully loaded, ready to go. Like literally, I just have to put it together, you know, assemble the boom onto the body, put the canopy on, and I could go fly, which is awesome. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll work something out, Carrie. I'm sure. One one of us will let you have a a hack or two at it. I'm scared. To, I'm scared to fly one. I I don't want to like it. You know, <laughs> we're already deep enough in the hobby. You know very well what's going to happen, right? That's what I'm afraid of. I almost don't want to fly one. <laughs> it's yeah. easier just to not know. Yeah. Exactly. Put a yeah. card on file. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like Kyle was mentioning earlier, I have I've been spending a lot of servo, you know, servo money and kit money on the basement. So hopefully I get that done. Yeah. I set myself a target completion date for the project like April. So hopefully we'll be out of the cold weather. We'll be able to start flying by that point. So uh, and that's about it. Nice. That's all I have. That's my week. Weeks. You. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. Yep, yep. Nice. Is the basement coming along on target? Like you making you're yeah. making good progress? Yes. Yeah, so you happy with it? I I started right before the new year framing. And um by to you know, as of today, I'm completely framed, which includes the outside walls, the bedroom and the mechanical room, and uh, I'm done with the bathroom framing also. So it, it it really took longer to get going. You know how it is when you don't do this every day. Um, yeah. But oh, I yeah. lucked out too is because I had the company that wired my whole house for Ryan Holmes, the the project manager for the company, the certified you know the head electrician for the area is my neighbor. So I literally like had him over one night. You know, he kind of gave me like, this is kind of how you, you know, what you need to do to run the wires and the cabling and everything else. And then he came by one night for about an hour and then tied it into the panel, make sure that everything is good and according to code and we're done. Yep. So nice. it's it's not, it's just it, the problem is starting and stopping, right? Because I can't spend, I mean, realistically to frame 800 square feet of a bed of a basement, Really, it's it's a week and a half if you work on it every day for seven hours, 
you know, it's not a lot of work, but it sucks when you got to stop and go, stop and go. So I'm, I'm happy because it was either doing this or spending a little bit over $20,000 to get it done by the builder. So I think right now I did the math. I'm like $3,400 in material in my time. So that's not bad, especially considering the price yeah. of materials. So the lumber right alone, I it's every little bit of probably twenty eight hundred dollars, and then the rest six hundred dollars is in like the uh, wiring, the electrical wire. I mean, right now two hundred fifty feet of fourteen two is like one hundred twenty bucks, which you think it's a lot, okay. but it's not. <laughs> it, Yep. So yeah. it's a little bit of Bob Villa action for me, more than flying, which sucks, but we'll make up for it. Can't fly right now outside with the weather mm-hmm. right now, anyhow. So yeah. Anything else? Any more announcements for the weeks? No, right. Nothing. So. I think we're skipping, Rekha, we're skipping Vati's Hot for this week. For this week, yeah. Next time, I think we'll have a decent well, we amount do of stuff to cover. Want... Yeah, there's really... Kerry, do you know of anything hot in the hobby, like products or anything like that? I don't think there's really been much other than a Raw 580. The Raw 580, I mean, that's, that's the buzz right now. Um, SAB Heli Division, is they're... they're they keep posting like you should see how many helicopters they have in their warehouse. It's awesome. I'm excited for them to, to get over to BK and BK to disperse them out. But like, I mean, they, they posted pictures of like hundreds mm-hmm. of kits. You know what I mean? I, I'd like to see that operation sometime. The manufacturing operations got to be cool. Kyle is like, yep, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's out of control. Have you ever gone Absolutely out of control? Yeah, have you gone control chaos. to Vietnam to their factory there or just Italy? Just Italy. Um I went to Italy back when the blades were still produced there and I got to watch a set of blades get produced, which was really cool. That's awesome. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. But nothing uh, nothing heli related, like no canopies or anything like that. And I missed all that. But yeah. I saw blades. Well, they're also sweet. doing a lot of those drone stuff. Sounds like it's there posting more and more about that you know more like commercial drones right well yeah um what a lot of people don't know is that sab heli division that was the original name of the company but now it's the parent name of the company is called sab group because it's really divided into three things you got helicopters you got something called uh moses which is their hydrofoil Kind of like a the surfboard thing, and then now they have SAB Robotics, mm. which is um, government drones that, that they're working on in different platforms. So, in order of um, you know, I guess most most popular, the biggest right now is going to be the hydrofoils. Off, that is what's kind of driving the entire company. Oh yeah, they they mm. changed the entire game when it comes to that stuff. I know nothing because I, I no one's probably noticed, <laughs> but I'm not very aerodynamic, so. Um, not really my thing, but from what I've seen online, just from looking it up, um, the, the SAB hydrofoil really changed the game. So they're killing it with that. And then, um, the helis, and then I'm sure I have no doubt that they'll, they'll 
change the game with the, well, the drone they, stuff they're, too. They're, so. You know, quote unquote cheating, right? Because they have the platform from Helis. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. They they hit the ground so running awesome. for sure. For no them, doubt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They got their hands on everything. They're just uh keeping the yeah. company moving forward. Speaking so, of moving cool. it forward, so we wanted to quote unquote skip the Vadis Hub because we wanted to address a question uh, from a listener, fellow listener, Craig Carter, regarding crimping. So we came up with this, I don't know, mm. tech tip, if you want to call that, or, you know, just a little bit of information on crimping. And we deemed this segment, crimping ain't easy, is it? No? It ain't. No. So the question was, they want, you know, the the listener wanted to, for us to go into uh, a detailed, I guess, options of crimping servo wires, you know, shortening them, so on and so forth. And, you know, I I think, and what I was, what I remembered from listening in other podcasts is that Telrotor did do episode 30 was on crimping and different crimping tools or crimpers. So I don't, you know, like I usually, I could definitely talk about what I've used in the past. And I think that's kind of the plan for this small segment is to kind of identify how you could shorten your wires to maybe have a better wire management on a helicopter, right? So what I personally have used in the past was the uh, Henson uh, Hobbies uh, crimping kit. And that kit is... Is that what you that's, used to? That's what I used to. Um, yeah, that's really what I used. It's one hundred and forty-nine dollars, and it comes with the connectors. It comes with a crimping tool. It comes with a wire stripper for the wires to pretty much make it whatever length you want. If you need ten inches, you could, you know, technically, you know, make yourself an extension at that point um, to make, you know, the wire length ten inches. You know, so you might have a connector in between, but you could make extensions per se at home for a specific length or you could shorten wires in the situation where let's say if it's the elevator wire and it's really close to your uh fly barless unit you could shorten it from six inches down to two if that's what you want to do you know so that's kind of what i've go ahead i want to i want to just throw one thing in there just real quick about that um check check before you just go cutting your wires on your servos because some companies uh, void your warranty if you cut your wires and re re Yeah, and, I, and I think this is what Kyle, Kyle, you alluded that you don't like messing with those factory crimp uh, connectors. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't really crimp anything. Um, I've tried it before and i've done it before i found it to be more of a pain in the butt than anything to try and recrimp them because with something like that you got to do it just right um if the if the actual pin itself doesn't clamp down on the wire properly then it's not getting supported very well so i don't mess with that um i usually just leave the wires the stock length if i absolutely have to cut them then i'll just splice them cut out the wire i don't need and then solder them back together because i i personally am better at soldering than i am crimping um i trust soldering more than myself mm-hmm. crimping not saying that crimping's bad just trust myself soldering more okay. than i trust myself crimping so 
I just cut the wire and solder it. And yeah, so the, how I do it. the Henson crimper that I was talking about, it's just like, it looks like a set of pliers, right? But I, I, when I was looking around from, from, for different crimpers, I did find what RC Pro, Pro Plus offers, which they call it a crimping applicator. And it's more like a press rather than like a set of pliers type setup. And what you do is you preset and then you actually rotate a screw to crimp down the whole press. And you could do all three wires at the same time. Yeah. And That's I neat. found that at mm. uh, Fatboy Helis, uh, fatboyhelicopters.com, and it's like $139. But that's just the crimping tool, not the wire, not connectors, which RC Pro Plus does have their own connectors and wires and housings and everything else. So it's just uh, another avenue that you could have. I, I did. So I did, I think my Goblin 630 back in the day, I shortened up every wire where everything was almost perfect. The problem I had, I got away from, you know, shortening anything was that um, when I went to sell those servos, a lot of people were didn't buy them because they're like, well, I don't know if they're going to fit for my helicopter, my airframe I'm, I plan to put them on. Mm. You know? So I got away yep. from that. So now, like, really the only situation that... I find it useful for is if you need to make a male to male extension from your ESC back to the fly barrels unit. Like, you know, if you use the Scorpion, right? The Scorpion, it's an, a servo extension from the ESC to the fly barrels unit, you know, and it comes with two. Say what? Oh, I'm yeah. It's a male on both yeah. ends. It's not just a servo extension because a servo yeah. extension is female and male. That's why I said male servo extension. So it's just a servo wire with two male ends, right? So made a lot when I was putting when I was using the mm -hmm. CGY seven fifties because you know you got to have a a lead go from the receiver mm -hmm. to the to the amp, and uh, you know the ones that they sent typically would be long enough. You know they were I don't know four inches or so, something like that. And that was typically enough, but not always. So sometimes I would want one longer or whatever. Yeah. I so I made them with that. So, the, so they do come in handy. I just I think now I just make it work. You know. So what I ended up doing is using um, uh, what do you call it? I used the the short male to male that came with a scorpion. ESC and then I did a male to female extension, you know, that I just pre-buy it at 10 inches long or whatever the case may be from the hobby shop. So it's not the end of the world, um, not to mention like the YGE has all the wiring already attached to it. And it comes with like what seems like three miles of, you know, wire attached to that ESC. <laughs> so... You know, and it's 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 really not needed. But the options are all there. I mean, heck, you could even not even buy these kits. You could just go to eBay and find uh, the specific crimper for servo um, connectors. So just some options. That's all. Yep, nice. yep, yep. Anything else on crimping? Crimping ain't easy, man. Okay. Mm -mm. That's 
pretty yeah. good down and, and dirty I, on crimping. I definitely recommend listening to episode 30 from Telerota uh, podcast because they, I mean, they went and they looked at all sorts of different uh, crimpers. So is the, yeah, it's, it's deep. useful. My, that's actually, after listening to that one, is actually why I went out and got mm -hmm. the Hanson kit that I did get. Was that get. the best price, like, based on their discussion? Uh, you know, to, to, to quote Gucci, it didn't really matter how much it costed. It sounded like the best, yeah. easiest thing yeah. to use I, at I that feel, time. I feel you on that one. Yeah. So, I, th yeah. <laughs> I don't even Gucci, remember baby. how I came That's across, because right. I bought my so kit from Hanson, like, 2013. I think I just asked around and that was what most people recommended, you know. Will that tool, um, when you're actually putting the terminal on the end of the wire, does it, does it curl the terminal over into the wire and it makes it look like a factory yeah, terminal on the end of a wire? It's, it's meant to actually not just flat on, you know, close the connector just flat on the wire like you would do with just a regular needle nose it actually curls, curls it into over. the wire you're supposed to actually do the very end it's supposed to uh, curl into the the sheathing of the wire right but it's it's, right. it, okay. it's still it takes a little bit of time to make sure it's a good cramp you know you know so yeah, sure. I, I had good success i've never had an issue with it when i used it i just I kind of, kind of came to the conclusion. I'm like, I just want to fly, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> but it's neat. I mean, the local guy here, Mitch Booth, he, he's got the the same kit, I believe. And you know, like I know when he built some of my stuff, he he did the exact dimension, you know, extensions and everything else, because he that's how he builds. He likes everything neat and orderly, right? So. Grab all those yep. all those extra long wires. You bunch them up into a ball and wrap a rubber band around them. That's oh how I. Oh my god, that hurts my OCD <laughs> so my much to hear you say that. My man, Carrie and I are on the same. That's what I'm talking about. Do you, do you put a little, you know, wire <laughs> ball sack in a, in a baggie? Every once in a while, if you're really if you're really beating on the heli hard, that that big back of wires will come out of the side of the canopy while you're flying it'll be flopping around in the wind and you can you can see it as you're tick-tocking back and forth uh, <laughs> yep I, i've been there Gosh. <laughs> just kidding well make sure you glue your, glue your leads in yep well i do that no matter what yeah. and uh, to be honest you know when i used to use ec5s on my battery i even put a little bit of hot glue into the connector to hold the, the wire almost connected to the housing just just for safe yep. keeps i guess well yeah let's mm -hmm. take a short break we'll be right back all right mid-break oh. ready for a beverage i gotta live through you gary This is Frank Moradeos, AKA Way Less Doritos. I'm really grateful to be the new Maniacs USA team manager. And I'm really excited to have the opportunity to be working with some of the very best pilots in the world, such as Duncan Balsian, 2019 Global 3D Champion CD, as well as Aaron Wolf and Ramis Jacobson, to just name a few. When you're performing at this level, you certainly need the latest in lightbulb technology with the most comprehensive warranties and one of the best crash replacement programs in the industry. 
Maniacs provides a huge variety of packs from 2S up to 14S, with multiple street ratings ranging from 35C to 70C, which caters to everyone's needs and budgets. The best part of Maniacs is their lipos come with a one year from purchase date manufacturer warranty, free of manufacturer defects. In addition to a six month crash replacement program of 30% off MSRP, six months from the purchase date. These batteries can be found at ManiacsUSA.com. Hope to see you all at the next event. Sounds good. All right. You want to kick it off? All right, Carrie, let's get into it. So where are you from originally? Are you always from Michigan or where were you where were you born? Always from Michigan. I was I was born uh in uh northern suburbs of Detroit and Michigan, and that's where I, I grew up and uh that's where I live now. I live uh quite a bit uh further north than where I was born and grew up. I, I live uh back in the woods now, but uh I commute uh, daily down to work, which is in the Metro Detroit area, but uh, been in Michigan my whole life. But this time of year, January and February, uh, really has me considering uh, looking into other options. But hmm. but it, it, it's good up here most of the year. I, I do like it up here, and it's a good place to be. Nice. How long is that drive from home to work? Um. So the two breweries... Um, the first or the closer one, it takes me about 35 minutes. Um, sure. And the furthest one, it takes me an hour and five minutes. But I do a big loop. And uh, so I go to uh, the one brewery twice and the, fir the far one once. And, um, you know, I get my grocery shopping done along the way, stop at the local hobby shop if I need to along the way. So living far away from the city does require... Uh, a little bit of planning on a daily basis. You know, I, I knew what I was signing up for when I bought a house out in the middle of nowhere, but it, it's nice to have uh, the privacy. So, but the drive is, is the little price I pay for living far away. Yeah, no doubt. So do you do, do you have time for anything else? Do you have any other hobbies other than helicopters? Uh, right now? No, not at all. Right now, not at all. Right now, I'm uh, I'm so fixated on helicopters. I pretty much utilize any of my free time that I'm not spending with my my lovely fiance Samantha um, on helicopters or work. Those are my new my my two primary concerns. I have had other hobbies in the past. Um, um, playing guitar, I play mm -hmm. guitar for a long time. Um, I still enjoy doing it once in a while and uh i also have a race car uh i think it's been surpassed now but in 2018 it was the fastest nitrous powered six speed quarter mile in the world whoa wow that's pretty cool i think it's i think it's been surpassed now i'm not sure but um 2018 was a great year for me and for a lot of people and then uh 2000 uh 2019 and then 2020 my my budget kind of changed a little bit and that uh, actually brought me back to helicopters and uh 
man, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad it did. I'm, I'm getting so much enjoyment out of helicopters. That's cool. That's awesome. Nice. Well, tell us, how did you get started in RC? And you mentioned that you got away from it and then came back. So, so talk about how you originally got into it and then what brought you back into it then? So, um, I did take a break from helicopters for a while, but as far as getting started in RC, honestly, it, it, it has, it had to have been in my blood. I swear. Like my first RC car, I remember wanting an RC car and asking for an RC car for Christmas when I, I don't even know how old I was. I was very, very young. And, uh, I know my cousins had them and, uh, I just, I wanted one and, and I, I got involved in RC on, uh, you know, in cars very, very early on. I didn't get my first RC helicopter until, um, it's probably 12 years ago and I know which one it was. And, uh, Kyle's probably familiar with it. I remember seeing the videos of him flying it. It was a blade CP pro. Yeah, baby. Oh man, what what a nice unit that was. Yeah, sure. We'll call it that. <laughs> but but it got me but it got me it got me flying, you know, and 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 it it uh me and I talked my buddy into getting one and uh we uh we had some fun repairing them and trying to get them to stay in the air as long as we possibly could and then uh and then a buddy at work sold me uh Raptor 50. And uh, I beat on that thing pretty good. That that thing flew pretty good. And then then I finally saved up enough money and got the Align 700 Nitro. Yeah. Fly bar. It was it was bad to the bone. It was awesome. And then um, I think uh, I think I saw 12 year old Kyle Stacy doing pure flips with the Blade CP Pro, and I asked myself, What am I doing with my life, man? I got two thousand dollars wrapped up in this this nitro 700 and and I, I can't even flip it over and this 12 year old kids doing pyro flips on the deck in the gymnasium so i don't think that was it <laughs> but uh but life came around and and uh some other things happened and i it just it sat on the shelf um i it got put on the shelf and i got you know kind of put on the back burner i got involved in other things and and uh, then the brewery took off, and uh, I just was preoccupied with other stuff for for a long time, uh, for like ten years. And then uh, I think I bought some uh, foamy e-flight airplane about like two years ago. That's what got me like back into RC. It was like affordable, two hundred bucks. Pull it out of the box, slap some wings on it, fly it around the yard, and. It was like two weeks later, I was dusting off my old Align 700 off the shelf and I was going to fire it up. I was right back in, you know? Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. I love it. Yeah, it was, it was uh, interesting to try to remember all the, all the setups of a fly bar. You know, I was, I was pretty proficient at it 10 years ago, but uh, it was an interesting learning curve jumping back in. <laughs> So uh, how did you get into brewing? What what got you in that? I love beer, for one. I've, I do uh, too, but I don't have yeah. a brewery. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, liked, I liked beer uh, before I was even legal to drink. 
And uh, then once I was legal to drink, of course, living up here in Michigan, I can, as, as, as 19 year olds, we would drive across the border because we could drink as night at 19 years old in Canada legally. And uh, there was a few dance clubs and bars and they had dollar beers and stuff, but I always end up finding, finding myself at this, uh, this pub that had like 50 beers from around the world at it and just trying all, I, I really liked all the different pipes and it was interesting to me to, to drink all the different beers. And, um, so I, I enjoyed drinking beer, but then, you know, it didn't, I have a little bit of a problem with hobbies as I've learned in life that I take things, uh, quite extreme when I, once I get involved. So as soon as I fell in love with beer, I, uh, I knew that, that it was probably only a matter of time before I tried to make it myself, but, uh, I really tried to, to stave that off for, for quite some time because I, I knew it was going to be a, a, a hobby that, that overtook me. You know what I mean? As, as most of my hobbies do. Um, so I tried to put it off for a long time and, and I was working at Chrysler at the time and uh my boss actually uh his name's Mike he's probably not listening to this but uh he he gave me some of his old equipment his homebrew you know small equipment and he said here take this make beer with it and at that point it's like you know kind of the equivalent of like when you're at the field and you're interested in oh these helicopters are really cool. How do you get involved in this? If somebody says here, take this, learn how to fly it. You have no choice, but to right? I mean, I, I he gave me the stuff. So, so, uh, I think a year later I was getting pallets of grain delivered to my house. And, uh, I, my first year of brewing, I brewed 126 beers and picked up, five medals in the Michigan beer cup, just completely, completely, completely off the deep end, just completely overtook me. And then, uh, my, uh, my dad actually had been, uh, interested in, in opening a small business for as long as I've known. We've talked about, talked about pizza shops and talked about restaurants and talked about bars and, uh, a microbrewery to him seemed like a great opportunity to uh, invest uh, some of his life earnings with the, with the hopes of getting some return. So that's the, that's the long story short. That's, that's cool. That's, that's, that's neat. That's a good way to start. I love it. I love it. Speaking of beer, man, what is your favorite beer? You might be impartial, but what is your favorite beer? I get asked this question every week. So, I can't pick a favorite beer. I have gone through every different style. I appreciate them. I get asked, I get asked, I get asked that more than once a week. Um, (laughs) uh, But I will tell you my favorite style of beer to brew because I like, I like drinking all of them. My favorite style of beer to make is a Hefeweizen. It's a German, it's a German style, German wheat beer. Uh, And the reason that, I enjoy making it the most is because when it from the, the, the type of yeast that's used to make it, and it's such a, it's such a simple beer. It's, it's, you know, just two ingredients and it's not complex, but the yeast when it ferments is just crazy. It's so rewarding to just see it 
angrily consuming the the maltose and it just it, it it makes a mess all over the floor every time you know it's kind of like a oh i gotta clean it up but it's awesome it's like i get to clean it up it's like it's it's making a mess because it's vigorously fermenting this this wort and turning it into beer so that's definitely the most rewarding beer to make so that's my favorite beer to make good answer like good it. answer i like, yeah. like yeah i remember the stuff you brought to rcho was like banging man that was some good stuff that was a vienna lager it was our hazy ipa and i think i brought a pilsner as well i had, I had the green drink. can whatever the green can was the green can was the hazy ipa okay I'm yeah. a big fan well, of there'll the be, Pilsner. There'll be more of that in, in Miami. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm on the Pilsners myself right now, but I go through all of them. <laughs> well, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you got to do quality checks, right? Quality assurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a tough job. <laughs> got to make sure that quality's good. Yeah. Well, so we we did some personal. Let's move into hobby specific, right? And I'll, I'll lead this one off because I actually made a quick change in the the topics here, but what is currently in your fleet? Give us the rundown. What you got? Um, right now in my fleet, I my newest helicopter, aside from my black nitros that I'm building, is I, I somehow ended up with secondhand uh, a raw electric. I wasn't planning on buying one, but a friend uh, was getting rid of one, and uh, I couldn't turn on the turn down the deal. Wasn't sure I was going to like it absolutely love it that huh. that, that yeah. was i brought i brought that with me to uh porches uh, i brought that one and um a kraken 580 electric those were my two helicopters that i took to torches winter bash because i had to bring electric because i was flying gucci you you shipped the nitro down yeah. but i i uh i flew with electric and took those so those are my only two electrics i'm a big time nitro guy um i've got two 580 nitros cracking 580 nitros okay. and those are those are like my go-to workhorses those are those are those are what i fly the most uh last time i looked on v stabby i think both of them have over 16 hours of of flight time on them they're getting uh not getting worn out, but they they definitely they've definitely got some use on them. And then um, I'm building the, the two black nitros. Yeah. Well, I think ninety five percent of your videos uh, online are with the five eighty nitros. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 my go to for sure. And uh, I won't say that. So I I do like I'm starting to like seven hundred size helicopters uh more because uh the versatility with just like if it's windy outside and and they're a little bit floatier and a little bit more powerful so i do like 700s but i fell in love with that 580 kraken because it was like i don't know why it doesn't make sense uh it, it's not any less dangerous yeah. to fly close yeah. to you but just the size of it was a, just a little bit more comfortable for for somebody who was inexperienced like myself and it and it gave me the confidence to to try to fly things lower closer down on the deck it, it gave me the confidence to uh 
you know, push myself further than I probably normally would have with a 700. Makes sense. There's a lot of people like that, yeah. you know, that it's, it's just as dangerous, but the size is less intimidating. So you take a little bit more mm-hmm. chances with it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. A, a big 700 size disc, you know, a couple feet from you. It, it's intimidating. I don't care who yeah. you are, you know, yeah, and, uh, and, and it's not like, it's not like a 580s that much smaller, but it's a difference. And, and it, it, it's for some reason for me, it was just, just enough less intimidating that it allowed me to, to push myself. And I think it advanced my flying a lot. Dude, you were killing on the 700, the raw 700 at the winter bash. It felt so uncomfortable, man. <laughs> it was like totally out of my uh, out of my wheelhouse. I was I was I was trying, and that's a that's a great helicopter. I do love it. But, so let me let's lead and, into that. You, you know, you mentioned that you felt uncomfortable. Do you do you still have a high level of feeling uncomfortable flying in front of people? Like, is that still a big big? Uh, I guess deal for you is that you feel like you know you you have this fear that hey you know like i still don't feel comfortable flying in front of people or is it just flying a 700 which one do you think you you're erring on it doesn't 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 matter the size of the helicopter i could be up there with a logo 200 if there's more than five people watching i swear you got at torches i bet you at winter bash Mm -hmm. I bet you there's video. I bet you can see my knees shaking. Really? Because I, I I didn't notice it, but then again, I wasn't checking out your knees. You know, sorry. I'm up. I'm up there just trying to keep it together, oh. man. I, I I hope that you know flying for BK now and going to uh, events more often and flying with with you guys more often and flying in front of people more often is going to is going to help me relax. I mean it it, it has to. I mean it, the more you do it, it has to get better. But man, I'm a wreck usually. It's it's incredible that I'm able to fly, you know at all considering and it, and it's crazy because i'm not I'm, I'm an outgoing person i'm not like a a nervous person but man i just something about you know people watching and especially you know sometimes when it's bigger names like burt Cameron, kyle stacy or you, even your buddy manny nito you know he's, he's there's respectable pilots you know and when they're watching you i don't know what it is but man my nerves drive me kate crazy i think they're getting worse as i get really? older okay it happens. Yeah. That intimidation kicks in, man. It happens. I usually, I'll tell you, I'm really nervous up until I, you know, come out of throttle hole. Like I'm, I still, I'm nervous, but I, I, I sort of speak. The pressure eases off because at that point, it's like I'm committed, right? I'm flying. You know, there's, there's no backing right. down. But that, that took years. You know, like. Even you know it's still there to this day, but it it for me it subdued the more events I attended because you don't have a choice at an yeah. event. You know you're gonna have people watching you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to it subduing because it's the it's a lot to deal with. You know I'm 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 pretty new to that. You know like I said I did it I did it uh, uh, ten years ago, but uh, not very successfully. I I didn't start flying again until uh, August of 2020. So I'm I'm 
fresh and new. So flying in front of people, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of nerve wracking for me. So you said you kind of got back into flying helis in August of 2020, right? Any, any special, funny, memorable stories for the past year and a half, give or take that you want to bring up? I can't come up with any off the top of my head. I mean, it's been a wild ride so far, you know, um, <laughs> sometimes uh, you would, well, uh, I'll talk about my mentor for a second. The, the guy that, uh, the guy that kind of, you know, when I, when I flew 10 years ago, I didn't have guidance. And I think that, I guess if I have any word of advice for, for anybody that, that, that's, that's fresh and trying to advance themselves is if you can get with somebody who's experienced, because I got this, I got this buddy who, who his advice has been invaluable and, and he's not on social media. I wish you guys could, could meet him. And I'm sure you'll meet him at a fun fly, probably at Urcha, but uh, the guy's name's rock. He's been, he's been flying for 15 years. He's an awesome pilot. He's been in it, but some of my best times have been just me and him out in the field and, and some, some of the, the ridiculous stuff that, that has happened. I mean, he, he, he overspeeded, uh, uh, a 500 to where it, it exploded midair, like right in front of us. And it's just, it was, our only reaction could have been laughter. Like that, that was the only reaction was just laughter. We both just started laughing. I mean, I, after, obviously after we made sure we didn't have any blades sticking out of us, but the, the, the immediate reaction was just laughter. But some of the times with rock out at the field have been, uh, a really good time. He's a good dude. And I hope that all you guys get to meet him. I'm going to drag him to some more fun flies this year. That's cool. So what is your absolute worst crash you've ever had? Um, I crash a lot. I crash a ton. Um, but, uh, my crashes are getting better and better and better i'm like a pro level crasher now like a lot of times sometimes i didn't just like straighten the blades back out and put it back up in the air but um my best crash i wish more people could have seen it It was just me and it was my fly bar align 700 nitro when i was just getting back into the hobby back in august 2019 pull this thing off the shelf wipe the dust off of it it's got fuel in the tank from 10 years earlier all right we're gonna fire it up see if it flies right unbelievably it fires up and flies <laughs> like the motor the motor like the motor had been sitting and i didn't like i wasn't i didn't put it in a storage and like put oil in the motor or anything it had the fuel in it from 10 years ago fired up old futaba 10C transmitter or whatever, fly bar on it, Curtis Young blood stick banger blades, put this thing up in the air and it flies. And I flew it like for, I flew it for a couple of weeks. Like it flew flawlessly, but I wasn't yet aware of like vibrations and what vibrations due to helicopters and i think that that motor sitting on the shelf for 10 years maybe developed a little bit of a rear bearing issue 
And uh, I was out flying it one day. <laughs> what could go and, wrong uh, after sitting for 10 years? Right? Yeah. In your old fuel. And yeah. 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 No, Perfect. No, this, this is still on fuel that was like a, a couple of gallons of fuel that were in my basement for 10 years. Um, but they, but it flew great. And uh, I was I was coming across. I wasn't great pilot, but I was coming across the field fairly, you know, level. I, I was confident with what I was doing. I don't know what happened. It never root crossed it, but this thing just took a took a mind of its own. I think maybe vibration from the motor caused the receiver to come apart. I have no idea. But this thing went in, and we've all heard of chicken dances. This thing went for, I mean, realistically, it was probably only two minutes, but it seemed like I was watching it for a half hour. I mean, <laughs> it, just, it just went and went and went and went and went and went. And uh, there was, I mean, I got pictures. What was left was like two frame halves with a motor in between them. Like it, it ejected the fuel tank and everything, like nothing left of this thing. So that was pretty impressive. That was that was my most impressive one to watch. <laughs> All right, that is, that is proper, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. No, no, no throttle spring, right? You know, yeah. just this thing's just wide open, just getting it, just beating the shit out of itself for for two minutes plus. There was not much left. If you're gonna do it, man, just just let it go. I mean, you know. The throttle return springs are for quitters. If the thing's going in, just you know, finish it off. I mean, I didn't know what else to do other than sit there and watch. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Well, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what is your current favorite model to fly? If you had to pick one heli right now, go fly it. What is it? What is your go-to? 580 nitro, cracking 580 nitro, hands down. Yeah. Yep. I, I really, really am excited for these uh, black nitros that I have. I'm excited to, I, I think that I'm going to like them a lot. And I do really, really think that I would like a raw nitro. But uh, as of right now in the current fleet, hands down, back in 580 nitro. I've got hundreds and hundreds of flights on the two that I have. And uh, they're my workhorses. Yeah. Yeah, they just keep going, man. It's kind of like what I told you about the Black Nitro as well. I mean, you can just beat that thing over and over and over and over again, and it just keeps coming back for more. Like, it's a lot like the 580 Nitro in that way, where you, if you give it fuel, man, it's it's going to keep awesome. going. Yep, I'm, so I'm excited. There's, yep. Been, there's, been, there's been days where I don't even turn the receiver pack off like i'll bring it in land it refuel it with the motor running still connected to the radio and send her back up well Hot fuel. well you know what happened to me last time i took my 580 nitro out carrier right i literally flew my 580 nitro until i had no more battery left i do remember you saying that now yeah, like I literally, it had 4.8 volts left in the battery. That's way, that's yeah. way low. So I'm telling you. That's way, that's way low. My servos start to get soft at 6 volts, really? I feel yeah. like. I, I, can start to, I can start to notice them. 6 volts yeah. static. Once they're loaded, I'm sure it's way, yeah. way lower than that. But I, I feel stupid because I'm asking this next question. It's like we already know, nitro electric. Yeah, we know. 
electric so are all you the way. of the mindset because i'm of the mindset i'm gonna fly nitro until i cannot get it even if it costs a little bit more and more and more i'm gonna fly nitro until i cannot get nitro anymore i don't know if i'm of that mindset necessarily um i do like electrics um it's just uh nitro is way cooler mm -hmm. for one uh and uh you know if i if i'm going to a fun fly in a different state uh, and nitro is difficult to bring or whatever, which it never really is, but like electric, it, it's great for certain things, but you know, I'm, I'm still a, a new pilot, you know, I'm learning a lot every day and the, the flight time with nitro allows me to work on more maneuvers, uh, better i think it's just i'm i'm able it you know people say it is expensive but and i i guess it is but the the flight time i guess a lot of times with the like electric unless i'm doing like a demo or a show like if i'm trying to work on new maneuvers i run out of battery so fast even i i guess i could do more stuff low head speed but uh that's difficult as well but um i, I from a learning standpoint uh, I prefer nitro just because of the flight time and, and I can, I can get to the field. I'm, I'm not, some days I'm not the, the type of guy that goes out to the field for a couple hours. Like I'm trying to grab a flight on my way into work or my way home from work. And if I got a nitro in the back of the car and the receiver pack's got any charge in it, I can stop for eight minutes on the side of the road, get a flight in on my way to work. Awesome. And I feel good about going and I feel good about going to work for the rest of the day because I got my one flight in or I can get one on the way home and I didn't have to, you know, start playing ahead and charge packs mm -hmm. up or, or get to the field and then pull out my generator and charge packs up. Like with a nitro, I can just, you know, even if the forecast was uh, calling for crappy weather and I'm driving home from work and, Oh shit, it's pretty nice. I can rip that thing out of the back and get at least one flight in. It helps me stay mm -hmm. fresh, you know? So it's more convenient no, for me. Definitely on board with that. I'd rather drive around with a gallon of uh nitro in the back seat than uh, four or five packs charged up fully. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, it makes sense. I got you. Oh, I, I know you've been to Urcha. I know you've been to RCHO. And I know you've been to Florida. What's the furthest you've ever gone to a fun plot? So you just named all three of the big events I've ever been to. <laughs> no, that's that's it. Those are the one. Those are the uh, uh, the events I've been to. So I'm looking to expand uh, my uh, fun fly uh, travels this year. Uh, I'm new pilot, so this this last year. Those are the three, three events I went to. So Florida was by far the furthest I've traveled. And it's the first time that I've ever flown to a fun fly in a commercial airliner and traveled with my helicopters. So Urcha was the, the, the very first event you ever went to. So I went to one like local event before that that had maybe 15 pilots maybe 20 pilots at it that was like my first actual event and then my first event other than that was urcha wow yeah that's, that's cool yeah that's very cool 
And my first flight at Urcha was actually a night flight. <laughs> I showed up late and uh, it was my first, I, I had never flown under lights before. And I'm, I didn't know, I, I honestly, it could have like, standing up there, the helicopter could have flown away and I could have never seen it again and it wouldn't have taken me by surprise. Like I had no, I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm like, all right, there's, it's nighttime. There's lights. I've never flown under lights before. There's 40 people watching. Let's let her eat. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see how this goes. That's too funny. I, I just, I, I always remember looking down at Urchin down over the hill where you were parked at and uh you know eric was there and we were talking and you know both of us like to drink beer a little bit i'm like dude look there's a brewing company here this is so cool and uh eric's like no i don't think so i'm like mm-hmm, i think so and yeah. i hopped on my segway and rolled down there and uh sam was out there with the dogs and i'm like uh are you guys selling beer she's like oh no carrie's over here he's flying somewhere but he's got some beer for later <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> so i only i only brought about uh i only brought about uh 240 beers to that event and i was grossly <laughs> underprepared wow <laughs> So we'll 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 up the ante this year. Seven hundred and thirty-seven beers. Hey, we'll see what fits, we'll see what fits in the trailer. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. Well, Carrie, the next question is kind of deep. Um, but what keeps you in the hobby? What keeps you motivated, stoked, and what keeps you going? For me, right now, um, I would say the sense of accomplishment of nailing a new maneuver. Like I'm, I'm constantly trying to expand my catalog of maneuvers and being able to take something that I've never done in real life and try to learn it on the simulator and get comfortable with it on the simulator and then get really comfortable with it on the simulator and then take it outside and move it from hacking my way through it 200 feet up in the air to bringing it down. And then when I do it five feet off the ground in a controlled area on the deck, that sense of accomplishment is uh, like, uh, not too many other things I can describe in life for me. Yeah. 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 I, I know the feeling, man. And it's, it's really rewarding, you know, especially seeing it come together. And then when you finally get it, it's like, yes, you know, yeah. you cross, you went over the hill, like you, you got it done. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty, cool. I was pretty frustrated with the hobby for, you know, when I, when I, when I tried doing it, uh, originally you know 10 years ago or 12 years ago I, I didn't really have good influences and i didn't really have a good knowledge base and i didn't have i didn't have people to ask questions i didn't have people to help me through so it was pretty frustrating and i and i also didn't have any uh like influences to like see somebody doing something like i was watching I was watching YouTube videos of, of Kyle Stacy in a gymnasium or Marcus Kim doing smack at a fun fly or, or Curtis Youngblood flying around. And those guys were all so, so far beyond my skill level that it wasn't anything that I was really able to like, think like, okay, 
I'm going to try to do this. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas when I came back to the hobby uh, two years ago, um, I had some great influences. I mentioned my, my mentor, Rock, and uh, a couple of other buddies, Matt, Chad, and Mike. Um, there was moves that, that I, they were doing that was cool, that were cool and were within the realm of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. I think I can, I think I could probably get that done. And then I would come back the next week and, and I would do it, you know, and that, that, that sense of accomplishment of that. I'm, I'm at least headed in the right direction was very rewarding. That's awesome. I love it. So we mentioned, you know, you're part of BK hobbies, uh, team flight team. Do you have any other sponsors? Other than the 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 brewery, uh, <laughs> the, the brewery helps me out a lot. Um, there's been a, a couple that have uh, approached me, but I'm not sure I'm supposed to mention them yet. You are. Go <laughs> ahead. You can mention them on here. I mean, there's probably like three people yeah. listening to this well, show. It's probably less than that. <laughs> Kevin is gone. Scott is gone. So, yeah, but that's two that have to listen right there. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that I've been, I've been using the shit out of some, some maniacs battery packs and I've been really happy with them. So I've been talking to those guys lately. Cool. Nice. Maniacs. That's Very awesome. Good. Well, dude, what is, what's the, your favorite thing about the hobby right now? Uh, you know, I, it took me by surprise, but going to these fun flies, um hanging out with the people yeah and it, everybody says that but and and it but it really is like like you guys are my buddies and and i've you know i've got friends here at home but like i look forward to seeing you guys at the next fun fly like we have a good old time and uh and and that's that's probably my favorite thing is is going to hang out with with my buddies and we all got the we all are there for the same thing you know, and mm-hmm. we have fun. That's cool. Oh, we had a, yeah, I had absolutely. a blast at RCHL, yeah. just hanging out after hours. It was <laughs> RCHO is something else. A different place down there, isn't it? RCHO is something else. <laughs> it doesn't feel like planet Earth. <laughs> I couldn't like, believe I, we. There was a different episode. You know, they talked, they recapped it, and and they talked about it. You guys talked about it. Like, I pulled into that field when I showed up. I was like, "Where's the field?" That's the same <laughs> thing Justin Cook said when they first got there. They're like, "Where's the runway?" <laughs> yeah. But but unbelievably, it, it got comfortable, and it was a great place to fly. And I had a blast there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that place is uh, that place is cool. I'm looking forward to going back. I don't know about chill out because uh, it's a little chilly, but yeah, yeah next time for if, sure I'll be there. If I'm traveling, if I'm traveling in the middle of winter to go fly somewhere, it's not going to be to somewhere cold. I'm going to Florida. <laughs> mm, totally agree, or Hawaii or something. Oh, all right. Well, uh, who's your favorite pro pilot of all time, there, Carrie? I kind of saw this question as I was scrolling down like the, the, the notes for this. And it was the only question that I really couldn't come up with an answer right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of influences. Um, 
if you would have asked me 10 years ago who my favorite pro pilot was, it was Marcus Kim. I uh, just yeah. love that. I love, I love that smack style, you know, down on the deck. Um, mm-hmm. But nowadays, uh, I think my style has changed a little bit and my appreciation for the more technical maneuvers has, has changed a little bit. So I don't know if I could really pick a, a favorite pro pilot. I and mean, there's so many good ones. Uh, I like certain styles and I like different things that different guys do. So I would consider a lot of them to influence me more than, than having one favorite pro pilot. Obviously you're something else, Kyle, different planet, uh, extraterrestrial. But, uh, I will say that when Mitch came to RCHO, I had seen videos of Mitch fly before, but when he flew, uh, in front of me in person, it was just like, wow. That's something else. Like I was really blown away. So he he's a, a huge influence, but I like to try to grab a little bit from a whole bunch of different pilots. There's so many great pilots now, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, that's such a good answer that you put it that way. Like people or pilots that that uh inspire you. That's a really good way to put it. It's not just you're just out there watching it doing what they're doing, but you're looking at it and you're taking it in and trying to apply it to yourself. That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, it, it just my perspective on it, uh, everybody learns different. And I know that I learn different than other people. And, and there's some maneuvers that I see that, that some pilots do that are just completely mind-blowing. Like I, like, I can't even wrap my head around how it even works. But then there's other maneuvers that, say, a different pilot does that uh, – looks really cool and to me it's like kind of maybe in my wheelhouse of like i might be able to pull that off so i'll try to do that and you know i think we all perceive maneuvers and flight styles completely different and i just try to grab what i can from you know from whoever i can and i'm fortunate that there's so many people out there uh trailblazing and and making new maneuvers and and coming up with new stuff that that I don't have to be necessarily so creative myself I can kind of nab something and transform it into something that that's maybe a little different but works within my skill sets nice so based on that what do you think your fly your style flying is is it on the deck big air combination what's your what's your gauge on it i'm gonna leave that to other people i have no idea i i can tell i i can tell you that that i love to watch hard smack right on the deck that's like my smack is my favorite thing to watch however i do realize that if somebody's just gonna smack it on the deck tiktoks for three minutes it it gets boring so I try to mix it up myself, but you know, honestly, I, I'm, I have no idea what I'd say, what, what my style is. I'll leave that to other people to determine. I just know the maneuvers that I like to do. And, and so it honestly, it probably also depends. I, I listen to music a lot when I fly and, uh, it, depending on the song, I fly completely different depending on what song. I will tell you this, your, your flying style is close and personal when you do those transition funnel transition from like tail down to nose down 
right in front of you. That's that's personal. It's it's right there, ready to to shoot from the hip. That's a Grady sure level hurricane kind of thing, right it's, there. It looks so good. It, it's you know, like it that's does. the one maneuver that I see you do. You know, the 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 three times I've I've seen you fly in person, and I'm like, man. You know, if I only had you know the courage to pull that, it's it's a it's it's a simple. It's 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 just it's very intimidating, you know, especially with the seven hundred. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like it on the deck. That's for sure. What are you working on right now? Like, what are you work? What new maneuver are you working on right now? Oh man, I'm a mess right now. So um, with without being able to fly outside i haven't flown since uh i haven't flown since just before christmas um a buddy eric teal came up and met me at a local field and it was like 35 degrees outside and uh it was brutal but but we got it done we got it done and we, we flew and it was a good day of flying and he uh he actually maidened his nitro crack in 580 which is awesome but uh that was the last day i could fly and like every day after that it's been like 20 degrees or below so i'm flying on the simulator but um you know the way it's the way i learn like I get so saturated with what I'm able to do on the simulator before I need to like go out and put it into fruition in real life. Like I've, I'm working on like seven different maneuvers right now, but I don't know that they'll actually come into fruition in real life because I haven't had a chance to like even kind of try them yet. You know, normally for me, it's mm -hmm. like, uh, I work on it on the sim a little bit okay, I'm kind of comfortable with it. I'm going to try this thing in real life, like way up and just see, see how it feels. Cause sometimes, you know, there's uh the simulator's awesome, but it, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't all translate for me. So, yeah. so yeah. I, uh, I'm working on a ton of stuff on the simulator right now, but I, cool. I hope that it, yeah, I just started working on, um, tick tocking, funnels they're okay. uh they're very uh very uh butchered right now at this point it's kind of more like a tiktok box but i'm kind of working on just doing it over and over and getting it fluid to where it kind of flows and uh that's my newest thing that i'm working on right now but like i said it's and without being able to go outside and, and actually try it you know it's it's only the very early stages of some of these maneuvers i got you well that's i mean you got to start somewhere so that's 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 cool that's a good that's good um let's go back to urcha so urcha was basically the first event you ever went to what did you think of it what did what did just what what did you feel uh nervous at first and when i walked away that so i was talking about that my first night flight ever and my first flight in front of people other than my two buddies that i fly with was at urcha and uh i walked away from that first one just like 
I, my adrenaline couldn't have been higher, man. I was just on cloud nine, man. I'm walking away with this thing, you know, holding, holding that crack into my hand. Like, Oh, this thing is, just, I love this thing. And like the lights were so cool and the smoke, I, I fell in love with night flying instantly. So that was, that was huge for me. And then, uh, as the event went on, um, I got to meet some, some really cool people, some, some, uh, huge influences. Uh, I got to meet Kyle finally for the first time, got to meet Chance Lavin, who I had talked to prior, but never actually met. He's, you know, he, he flew in from Arizona, but I, I got to meet a ton of people and just got to, got to see Urcha. It was awesome. And I was definitely hooked on events and I definitely, uh, said that I would be back next year. Now, after going to a few more events, uh, Urchu was great and all, but, uh, RCA Joe and winter bash were a party to say the least, but I'll, but, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely be back to Urcha again this year. It's, it's only a four hour drive for me. I know it's a really long drive for, uh, most people, but, uh, for me, it's, it's nice and close. So it's a no brainer. Did you go to any other of the events there? Like the speed or did you, you didn't get there in time to see any of the net stuff? Did you? I actually got th- I got there uh on Tuesday. I got there quite early, but I didn't have uh I didn't have a tour guide if you will. Like yeah. I, I would have I would have loved to see any of those things and I and I can't wait to talk to uh Gucci in depth uh when we're like one on one or at the next fun fly about uh you know the competitions that he's done cuz I'm really interested in it. I've never even really like I watched the video that Bill Ann did uh, mm-hmm. of Gooch flying, um, but I'm just really interested in knowing more about it. I'm totally unfamiliar with it, but I would no, I didn't. I, I got to see some scale guys fly, mm-hmm. uh, but that's about it. I didn't see any other. Um, I didn't see any other competitions other than just like, you know. The, the center stage. Well, the 2022 okay. Urcha International should be an interesting one because they're going to do team trials, right? Team USA for 2023, which will be in the States. So 2023, the worlds are going to be in the United States and Muncie at MA. So it's going to be, this year is going to be a great competition to see who makes the USA team. And then next year is going to be, you know, you're going to get to see it all if you have a chance, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm interested in, in talking to you uh, about that just to, I'm, I'm interested. We'll I, I want to know more touch, about obviously, it. Obviously, right? As always, heck yeah. Yeah. And there is a uh, F3C group chat on Facebook if you're interested yep. in getting okay. into that too. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I should probably watch one in person first. I just, I'm totally unfamiliar with it. We can it. get you up to speed. No worries. Nice. Well, what is next in the hobby for you, Kerry? You doing more events, more maneuvers, something specific? Like, uh, what, what, what's the future looking like? Uh, the thing I'm looking forward to most is being able to fly again. Like if it was 35 degrees tomorrow, I would go fly, but I don't, the the forecast is just looking pretty grim up here in Michigan. I'm probably realistically not going to start flying until like mid March, which is, uh, a a very long ways away from me. Uh, I didn't feel this way last year because I was, you know, 
pretty new to getting back into the hobby, but uh, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it the next <laughs> two months until I can fly again. I'm just trying to hit the simulator, but I, I can't wait to get out and fly again. Um, I'm planning on going down to Miami the end of March, which will be like me kicking off my, you know, the season for me. I, I might, it's possible that I might go to that event and, and have not flown in 2022. It's possible if the weather stays crappy for that long, but wow. the plan, the plan is to head down to, uh, to Miami and, and mid to late March and, uh, definitely going to go to the smack fest in, uh, in Miami. I think that's, uh, Frank's event. Mm -hmm. And, um, then going to allow myself to, I'm going to allot myself, uh, hopefully if work works, if I can work things out at work, allot myself enough time to go down to the keys with, uh, my fiance and, and maybe the dogs and spend some time in the keys and then go jump out of a plane with Manny. That's awesome, man. <laughs> That that's awesome. It sounds like you have it you have it all planned out there. Well, that's the plan. Hopefully I can make it happen. And then definitely uh spring fling. And then oh, cool. and then Urcha. And then RCHO. And then possibly winter back back at Torches. That sounds like a good Ohio. year for me. I think I think I think I can bring my buddies yep. to that one too. That would be good. Drag my buddies along because it's really not that far. We'll make it worth it their time. That's for sure. Okay, so after Urcha, before, before RCHO Urcha, fall pole, like two weeks roughly between our event and Urcha is going to be about two weeks, two and a half weeks. Yep. So you before Urcha, okay. Yep, 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 yep. What do you? How do you get all your your information um, about all the hobby stuff? Uh, where do you find out everything at? Oh man. Thankfully, there's so much information now. When I was in the hobby 10 years ago, there was it was pretty limited. You had to either have buddies or or go to your local hobby shop, and it it was pretty limited. Now there's a, a plethora of of information, and really the best information comes from uh, pilots. You know, like there's a ton of information online if you got a question, and there's a ton of people that that are willing to to help and offer advice online on Facebook and whatnot. But really for me, like the best information comes from going to fun flies and looking at what other people are doing, you know, and, and there there's, everybody's so helpful too. Like everybody's friendly. It's not like, it's not like anybody's not going to want you to not going to let you look at your, at their setup or whatnot. And, you know, even, even the, the big dogs, like Kyle Stacy, will spend five minutes with you talking about setups of your V bar or whatever. If you go to a fun fly and run into them, everybody's right. so friendly. So it, it's awesome how much information is available now, but I will say that for maneuvers, uh, I learned it. It's, it's older now, but, uh, but Bobby Watts and Bert camera put out this, smack talk rc dvd and I, I don't have them on dvd but i watch them on youtube and man they they're helpful it moves along fast there's a ton of information there but and the first four episodes kept me busy for like eight months you know to get through those first four episodes learning the basics that was uh superbly helpful for my progression uh and as far as orientations and maneuvers and 
and stuff like that. Yeah, that's great that that stuff is still out there to so you can you can see it and yep. watch it and learn from it. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Well, we got two more questions. First one, Carrie, is for those people that are listeners that might be from Michigan, what is your home field? Buying field. My home field, my home field is Frazier RC Club. It's in Clinton Township, Michigan. Um, it's, it's like, it's like about an hour okay. drive for me to get there. The gorgeous, gorgeous fields. It's, it's, I think it's primarily visited by, by airplane guys. They got a really nice runway and stuff. Um, luckily my work schedule's kind of flexible so I can get there. Like I, I'll go there on Mondays or Tuesdays when I don't have to work at the brewery. And, uh, I have the place to myself or my buddy rock will beat me up, uh, meet me up there. But, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful field, but it is an hour away. You know, um, I live in the middle of nowhere. So a lot of times I find myself, you know, stopping at a farm field on my way home. So, but as far as sanctioned fields, Frazier RC Club is, is my home field. Now we, we, you know, I think this, this was awesome. Like he, you know, I know you're fairly new to being back in a hobby, but man, watching you fly and, you know, seeing you at events, hanging out, you know, all I could do is just be like, that is, Carrie is one of those guys that you want to be around and you want to fly with, you know, you're obviously pushing hard and, um, you know, taking the time to come talk to us. It's, I have nothing but, but many thanks for you, man. We really appreciate it. And we got one last question, which would be if people, listeners want to get in touch w- with you, what is the easiest way other than visiting your brewery? So first off, let me say thank you very much for having me on the show and thank all of you guys. And uh, it means a lot for you to say those nice things about the way I fly, mm-hmm. especially coming from you guys. Now that that's being said, the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Facebook. So, uh, and if anybody has any questions about setups or anything you want to know, I'm, I respond quickly, hit me up on messenger. I'm, uh, I'm good about it. Also, you can stop into the brewery and get a beer. That's that's the best way to get a hold of me. But uh, well, for sure, I'm I'm on Facebook a fair amount, you know, and and I respond to messages and and don't hesitate at all if anybody has any questions, uh, particularly about you know cracking 580 is kind of my uh, my beast. And and you said it before that that you know 90% of my videos or 90% of what I'm flying that's it so I know that thing like the back of my hand if anybody's got any questions or wants to pick my brain about anything I'm I'm happy to that's answer awesome. and you won't no, be bothered we appreciate me. it guys anything else you could think of before we wrap it up no, I think that was great that was perfect yeah thanks Carrie for coming on man it was awesome to have you thank you guys it's a pleasure being here all right. Let's um, do it. If you guys want to email us, you want to be an average Joe, you have questions, show ideas, please email us at show at gmail.com. And please like our Facebook, follow, and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. Mm-hmm. Cliff, what else should we do? You know, we should give a shout out to the other Heli podcasts and video personalities in the hobby. Mm hmm. You know, Telerotor, Freefall RC, 
These guys just keep giving us something to listen to or watch, which is awesome. Thank you. All right. Hey, I have a question. Go ahead. Hit us. So I listen to you guys on Podbean. That's just like the one that like pops up and that's where I listen to a few of them. But like, I'm, I'm a dummy when it comes to podcasts, like, does anything affect your budget? What can I do to make sure that me listening is helpful to you? <laughs> we don't have that. We're doing this out of the pure kindness of our hearts. We, we have discussed in the past, um, you know, Patreon accounts and that kind of stuff. But realistically, the best thing you could do for, for us is just spread the word, right? So if your buddies at the field that kind of like helis or looking to get into helis, I would say just spread the word that we do offer episodes for us is every two weeks for free for our seats every week where they touch not only right. helis, but also airplanes and other aspects of the hobby, the RC hobby. So that's all we could ask for, you know, from, for, from our listeners, you know, uh, and Telerotor is going to be once a month yep. this year. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, like, to be honest, I've really fallen behind trying to keep up with all the shows, you know, like, obviously, yeah. I, I listen to ours, because we do, you know, the audio editing, and we do quality checks before we release it, you know, or at least we try to. Um, but, you know, it, it's nice having options, right? Because to be honest, if all of us we were weekly, I don't know if I could, you know, keep track of all the shows. You know, or stay up to current on the shows, you know. So, Carrie, I would say just spread the word, man. That's we we yeah. take this time because not only we hang out, you know, with the guys and girls, we just kind of catch up on what we do in the hobby. Hopefully, we provide some information. And even though, like, I think a lot of these shows don't necessarily talk about too much technical stuff, I think it's just having somebody like yourself an average joe a listener right come in and just show people that they're not alone when they're you know intimidated to fly in front of others or they still have a little bit of a shake here and there i think that helps out you know the younger pilots or the newer pilots in a hobby you know and that's what we do it we do it just to with hopes that you know it's entertainment and they get something out of it you know that's we appreciate the support by just passing the word of our show. Right mm -hmm. All right. Hashtags. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me start first. So I changed up a little bit. I'm going to stick with uh, hashtag flag baller. I'm still interested in F3C. I still love flags. Um, I like it when my helicopter sits right over the flag without moving, staying right there at the mm. designated height. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. Mm -hmm. uh, hashtag 580 raw needs to be delivered. Still waiting. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. hashtag three mm -hmm. blade or bust. Whoa. Huh? No, you don't have, you don't like that idea? No, that's a fantastic okay. idea. I think you're just going to be waiting a little bit longer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Get, what you got, cool hands? All right. Uh, some of the old ones and a couple of new ones. Hashtag Gasser will for sure fly by 2023. I did a little bit more work to it, actually. Forgot to mention that. Did you that. put another M3 mm -hmm. screw to it? 
No, I did like 20 <laughs> M3 screws. Oh, okay. Yeah. All it needs right now is some servos, baby. Mm, That's it. Okay. Yeah. So someday. Hashtag fix crashes while standing now. <laughs> Thank you, standing desk. <laughs> hashtag Eric Shoes more famous than my entire heli career. And hashtag yes, everyone, the raw 580s are shipping soon. <laughs> I uh, can only go with the one that I always have. Hashtag too old for cold, man. Nice. You got any hashtags, Kerry? Give us one. Hashtag tan and virgin. I've never done it. You should keep it that way. <laughs> Much yeah. safer. Whatever you do, do not tandem with Scott Graham. Whatever you do. Or maybe you should. He's, trying to talk. he's, he's messaging me right now. When are we going to tandem? <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode number 63. Big thanks to our guest, Carrie Brooks, also known as the Duff Man. Thank you. Later. See you guys. Later.